Yes, it's time for Doofus again. You better sit down and open up your ear holes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's time for Doofus again. Why don't you shut up and listen to the gaming? Gaming! Shut up. Alex and Darren again. They're going to hold you down and pop you full of fun now. Oh, yeah. Let's rub ourselves with gaming and fill it all around our legs. Hello, and welcome to the Doofus Show for the start of June. Uh, it's a big month with E3 coming up, and we are not going to talk about any of that because there's no conceivable way to be timely about it. We're not. We're not. We could well, uh, perhaps give some inaccurate conjecture. Give some inaccurate conjecture. Talk about the stuff that happened uh, yesterday evening, because Microsoft kicked it all off. But really, we're not going to be on time with it, and uh, it's all speculation. And we, I'm not paying that much attention. Hey, but people don't tune into our show for facts. Welcome to Do First, by the way. How are you doing? I'm Alex. I'm Darren, as you as you very well know. You know us inside out, don't you? And you're just going to get vague. Uh, pontification about games, but we're just going to wrap ourselves in games, as the tune suggests. How you doing, Al? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm hot. I'm in the hallway again. I know I always talk about this, but uh, it's because the summer's kicked off and the aircon's in the other room. It's a bit muggier today, so it's not quite as uh, happy-go-lucky. Uh, but otherwise, just, it's all good. I'm I'm feeling good. Despite the fact that no one pays for this, yes. just by the simple act of having it in your RSS reader or downloading it through iTunes. You're causing a person you probably don't know to sit for an hour and a half in his own hallway. So yes, yes. that is value. That's value for nothing or whatever, isn't it? That's true. There's some satisfaction in that, even if you hate us, if you hate our English voices. What about you in the UK, Darren? What what my uh, situation? Yeah. Well, I'm sat on one of those telephone chairs, you know, the ones you lounge on like Barbara Cartland does. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, and I'm smoking endless cigars. I'm constantly on the verge of uh, being sick. I've got just a big bowl here to just puke into. Just to vomit into, to up the chuck. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wax for every show. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm just like a bullet. I'm so smooth. If you drop me out of a plane, I'd just shear through the centre of the earth and that's sort of smooth and sharp. <laughs> ah, there's an image. I, I don't wax. I, I'm very much gorilla-like. I, I'd probably... Uh, hey, you're a sporty up. guy, though. Al. You you were uh, you rode, you played rugby. You're a gym you're a gym bunny. Well, currently I, I'm wrestling, and this might actually be the thing that makes me finally shave. Well, I was going to say it's bike riders who wax, isn't it? Yeah, it's good for friction. How about, not... Yeah, but oh, oh, wrestling, yeah, wrestling to get yeah. a good hold. Yeah, or, or, or in fact, is is the point that they can't get a good hold? Yeah, you, you don't want of... them to grab onto your chest there and give it a yank because you're just going to tap out. So no, ideally, no, no, they no, grab no. your thighs and then tug really hard, and then you ping into the air and then body slam them. Is that what if, you if I squeeze them between my sweaty, sweaty legs and they're waxed, then they shoot out. If I do it when they're like all oh, together, they kind of stick there. So it's a tactic on what I intend to do. I would, are you gonna? Is this a real thing? Are you gonna get waxed? Because I think we should film it. I, I might get record waxed. Record it somehow. Because no, no, I'm pro wrestling now, as they call it here, I guess. Um, I guess they call it that everywhere, like WD, WWE wrestling. Hey, have you, got, have you got a character? Are you gonna I will a... have a character, yeah. I'm one of the two white guys, and we're a tag team. And I'm the big one, so I'm the powerful one. And even though oh, the other one's... Could yeah. it be a Gaijin-themed uh, I think it's going to be... Uh, I might even wear my kilt. I'm tempted. Yeah, deliberately foreign. <laughs> Just play to all the foreign stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would they even get the kilt thing? I mean, I don't know. They, they might just think though. it's a skirt. I do get offended when people keep calling it a skirt. Yeah, no. I think you should go the whole uh, student gap year thing. I'm a bit old for that, man. <laughs> well, <Nice stuff. laughs> that's a whole other can of worms, isn't it? Al? But you could wear like a big baggy t-shirt, like a Slipknot t-shirt. What yeah, do, what yeah. Do, what do students wear? You, you hang around with these people, don't you? What do they wear? Uh, 
they, well, they... your average kind of oh, I'm in Japan on my gap year because I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, those kind of they type actually. Of I, I don't need to dress any differently for them. <laughs> T-shirts, <laughs> a half-length jeans, pair of flip-flops. I'm yeah. set to go there. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. Me. You should just go for that gap year, man. I, I might be too old, but uh, <laughs> I haven't grown up. <laughs> yeah, you should, and you can knock a teeth out, and say, I'm going to give you a gap. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. I'll get back to you, but we'll do some moves. So today on the Doofy Show, uh, we're going to be hitting up Heaven and Hell, then a little bit of what we have been playing. Then I've been playing real games. I've been playing real games. He's been playing real games. He has, really has. Uh, Then we might talk about E3 during the news. We might not. We'll see how we feel. And then we've got a feature which is about collectibles in games. Collectibles in games. Wow. Pickups. Hey, now we were talking about doing... Because you said collectibles and games the other day, and I yeah. said, do you, you mean said merchandise, merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> and I said, we're, no, we're, sorry. Which is kind of more fun than that. I got more excited about the merchandise. But we're going to do merchandise another time, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to do merchandising next time. Or we might do I might even time. research that. You might. I'm good. <laughs> that would be a change. You'd be the one all knowledgeable, because that's your kind of thing. Oh, like yeah. Plastic crap for free with games. Have you, got, have you had any good plastic crap ever with games? I, I've got a lot of free plastic crap with games. I've got uh, really, one, really, really big T-shirts. Really big T-shirts. A small pouch with a felt lion on it for my PSP. <laughs> What's that for? For my no, for my DS from Bleach. A felt lion. A felt lion. It's one of the characters. Oh, so okay. I've right. forgotten, but uh, yes. So it's all in there. That sounds good. Well, merchandise. We'll hold on that though. We'll, we'll hold on that. Send it to heaven. Well, Alex, you know yeah. I've got. I, I'm, I'm slightly fond of um, films that say are aiming too high uh, and fall way short. I'm a fan of uh, the film <laughs> Event Horizon with Sam Neill. You know that, that didn't fall you. short. Well, maybe it did. I don't really know what it was going for. <laughs> I mentioned it to a friend that I liked that, and he said that he called it non-event horizon. I don't think I'm going to come back to that. No, but that's yeah. <laughs> it's got Sam Neill in it anyway, I like Sam Neill. Yeah, and well, uh, and Morpheus. In Morpheus, yeah, he's cool, isn't he? So yes. he's really not. Yeah. When he's he was thin. New, he's in the new Predator film. He is, yes. Yeah. He's really not cool, is he? No. <laughs> he's a big dork. Uh, right. So Daybreakers. Uh, do you know what Daybreakers is, Al? Uh, I don't. Daybreakers. Sam Neill plays a uh, a vampire. <laughs> oh, this and is the event horizon connection. Yeah, and he's okay. walk, and basically that it's a dystopian future where everyone's a vampire. Yeah, you know the, yeah, the okay, world okay. taken. So, so taken like I am legend, the book. Yeah, it's like a comic book. I don't know if it is a comic book, but anyway, it just looked Quite exciting, good. and it was all shot like a uh, a music video. It was all. Kind <laughs> I was going to say, is it like a heavy, like a hard metal video, heavy metal video? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. You know that blue filter they use on all kind of like blue music filter. videos, slightly washed out colors. Yes, exactly. Yeah, washed out. Yeah, and lots of um, shiny things in a kind of modern hotel complex. It's okay. all very kind of Art Deco. Mm, yeah. uh, so it looked exciting. The effect, effects were crap. Uh, and ten minutes in, I wasn't disappointed. I was really enjoying it. <laughs> but it just turns into the most boring dog of a film. And it's got Willem Dafoe in it as well, doing oh. possibly the worst ever role I've seen him do. Like really, really crap dialogue. And he he does. I love him, actually. I love him. Anyway, I love him. But he, he doesn't pick good roles often, really. Well, kind it's interesting you mentioned that. He's on an advert at the moment uh, in the UK playing a cuddly polar bear that lives in someone's fridge. 
Uh, yeah, he's promoting <laughs> Fin. I think it's Findus peas or something like that. Frozen peas. <laughs> I can't remember. It's really good. It's very good. Does he reprise uh, the Green Goblin role for that? Well, it's the same kind of sinister voice he does. <laughs> oh, God. But in Daybreakers, it's terrible. He swears a lot as well in a really awkward way. It feels really uncomfortable. Uh, it's crap. But do, I've, it's warmed on me. Should I now mention that we've done this episode before? <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we did this episode. We did this too. Uh, I, I was bluffing, but I didn't know about uh, Daybreakers. Yeah, although I was already, drunk. So we've already done it, but I, I didn't save no, my, my file. So we're doing it again. But it's good though because we got quite. We we were drinking beers when we did it. Yeah. And I don't know if it was any good or not. But this was my hell when we did it on Friday. <laughs> but I've actually become heaven? quite fond of it over the weekend. Just the thought, the mere thought of it. Did, you didn't watch it again. It wasn't like a maybe. I maybe oh, I was too hard on it. Let's one more good time. Goodness, no, no, no! I never want to see it again. <laughs> but it's it's a fun little memory. Possibly because I ignored most of the second half of it because it got so bad and I just sort of read things on my phone. <laughs> did you have popcorn still? <laughs> no, no, that would make it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're thinking of the whole pizza beer. So you know, I'm not really going to pay attention, and I recommend Daybreakers, but it's it's terrible. It's like a it's like a China clown. It's just really tacky. I think that this it might be it. why we enjoyed quite a lot of movies so much, actually, you and I, because uh, as opposed to pizza, pizza and beer, it was more kind of far too much coke and nacho cheese. But I remember watching both Being John Malkovich, which is admittedly a very good film, and Shaft, and the remake my, of Shaft. The remake yes. of Shaft. And we, my opinion of those was rosier than I think they might have been without the being the last people in the cinema and them giving us all of the remaining nacho cheese in a separate container. Yes, yeah, we should explain that we got to a cinema very late. Alex yes. and I did the last showing. What was that, like half 12 or something like that? Yeah, no one else yeah. there in the cinema, no one else at all. Everyone wanted to go home. We dashed their plans by turning up five minutes before <laughs> the film start. As they've all got their coats on, and they they, their best the lady the, about it. <laughs> yeah, and then the lady behind the counter gave us all the nachos and all the toppings left. It's just like spilling each. over from the little container part into the main thing. So by the time you got to the bottom, you just had like sodden, solidified cheese with nachos in it. In short, it looked a bit like the uh, big mountain that Richard Dreyfus makes in Close Encounters of the yeah. Kind. But you make say I have mashed potato, not nachos. <laughs> but anyway, what's your heaven, Al? My heaven. Well, I've been watching the World Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need Um, to watch this together, don't we? We do at some point need to somehow work it out so we watch this together. Today's the Japan match, just after we finish recording, so I'm going to watch that with some people here, hopefully. Um, But my heaven is that rather than all the recent kind of streamlining, skin-tighting, lycra-looking shirts that most sports have been kind of edging their way towards even rugby's been doing it which yeah, generally isn't very pleasant jumpsuit is the eventual thing isn't it's it it's like half pound of sausage squeezed into a kind of pepperoni tube never never good pepperoni yep. not pepperoni <laughs> brand names brand names um it's just a nice white polo shirt with the shield on it and i was oh, really yeah. pleasantly surprised it's minimal yeah it's it's not just minimal it's not even trying it well i'm sure it is being sporty i'm sure it's some wonderful fiber weave but it's just a polo shirt it's not skin tight it's got like a collar on it it's got buttons that go down and yeah i'd wear it it's a pity though that you're about twice the size of probably the largest size of that shirt's available in a though that it, over here yes yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't you're say just so in England. too damn big man i am in japan yeah Maybe I'll pick up a Japanese one. I haven't seen... I'll see that tonight for the first time because I don't really pay any attention to the fashion until I'm watching...
Send it to hell. So, uh, the World Cup, I've been watching the World Cup, uh, and I, literally five minutes ago, uh, I'd already picked my hell yesterday. Right. Um, uh, it was on the news, the, the, uh, the trumpets that they play. Now, have you watched the match? I watched the World them. Match? I watched the match with very low volume, but I've seen a couple of memes around the internet, and I've been like, what? They've always had horns. I don't see what the big deal is, but apparently, no. No, no. no. These are like just. I don't know if you can even call, really call it a horn. It's just an extruded piece of plastic, basically. Okay. Uh, and uh, all the South African fans, and I believe the French and English fans as well, have bought them, and they're all playing them throughout the, the game. Oh. So uh, it's just, well, I likened it to a gigantic 60-foot bee that's just <laughs> out of shot of the cameras sit there, <laughs> sitting there really enjoying and approving of what's going on. And that's creating just a, a kind of... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nasty I'm glad I don't think I'm ever going to be in a situation where I hear that properly I'm not always going to have the volume down or be in a bar where I don't really hear it but yeah. uh yeah yeah that's true because you've got no call to listen to the commentary I suppose yeah the Japanese commentary doesn't help me so much completely useless I yeah, just keep saying nagai nagai which means long <laughs> and I'm like, yes, but it's a thing you hear a lot in Japan, actually, just separately. Whenever you're watching TV, there's a lot of just repetition, a lot of it, of almost any commentary or any... Oh, in the style of kind of uh, 1970s Brazilian TV football commentary, perhaps. No, no, not even that. Just It just doesn't feel like there's so many ways of saying the same thing. So when somebody shoots a ball long, it's exactly the same thing every time. <laughs> it's like it's like watching a computer game, actually, in that respect. Like they've only got a certain amount of commentary recorded. Okay, that's true. Yeah, that is like a computer game. <laughs> yeah. What, so. uh, I don't think you could possibly distill the British commentary into a computer game sort of sample format because it's just lots of worried phrases. Well, th this is when they're watching the <laughs> oh, no. match anyway. It's just like, <laughs> oh, oh no. this is the way it always goes. Oh, just if we can just hang on, not let one through. Disappointing from the boy. Disappointing, you know. Oh, he's going to live that day. He's not going to live that one down, is he? <laughs> no, he's going at half time. Did you apologise? This is the obvious England fumble goal. Um, <laughs> did you yes. apologise? No. no. De 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 dejected uh, self hate would be the theme. Yeah. I don't think is carried into Japanese commentary. As you say, it's probably quite computer gamey. Yeah, yeah. Very well. <laughs> I haven't heard the Japan one. I'll get back to you on that. But certainly the, the England one just seemed like. That was long. That was a pass. That was long. <laughs> I, uh, so, how about okay. you? You are. Uh, well, my hell is actually uh, that that goal that went in. Mr. Oh, Green. And listen it's not, to us. Listen to us not, talking about the yeah, soccer. I know we don't even follow <laughs> like generally, girls. but uh, we are like girls normally. <laughs> Just the World Cup. I watched the World Can't Cup. Can't believe you let that goal in. What was yeah. he thinking? Have you even heard of him? That's not why. I'm upset. I mean, I don't. I do care if we lose, but it's the spectacle of the World Cup, and I, you know, I'm happy just to watch it. Whoever goes the through, really, it's an excuse for Cup. a drink. But it was against the US, and I am in Japan, and the majority of my, in fact, I only know one other English guy out here really, who I see. Everybody else I see is American, who yes. isn't Japanese, and I'm not going to live it down, am I? Because oh, we all go in like, we're, we're going to be an easy game, going to be easy, easy. And then, no, we drew. Have you thought about maybe just holding their head above the pavement and then going, whoops, I dropped you, just <laughs> like the English. <laughs> I hadn't, that is a thought. I'll have to, I'm a wrestler, you know, as I drop them. Going around the house and picking up their prize crystal or something really delicate. Oops. 
Well, that's typical English, isn't it? Bye. Butterfingers. Butterfingers, mate. Yeah. Turning up with big, flappy plastic gloves on. What's with those? Are they new? How long have they been around? Everybody looks like Mickey Mouse. Uh, they've always had those, although really? they do look considerably larger than human hands, don't they? They look a lot bigger now. I know they've always had big gloves, but those look ludicrous. Do you think they've got little kind of finger extenders on them? Maybe. 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 So there's uh, not very many ways to cheat in football. Do you remember the predator it, boots? Yeah. Is it? And the controversy surrounding that. What's the purpose of them? Is it stop them breaking their fingers? Is there anything I can think of? What, the massive gloves? Yeah. No, it's just that he, he's a part-timer. And he uh, plays Mickey Mouse at Universal Studios Japan oh, in the day. Oh, I see. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah, yeah, better money. What have you been playing? 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 I've been playing new games. I've been playing new. Well, <laughs> no, no, you haven't. Okay, well, look, Steam's on Mac. We're all Steam's excited. on Mac. So it's new in that respect. I played and finished Portal. Played and finished Portal. Yeah, sure. yeah, played and finished. I've not said that since Grand Theft Auto on the DS. Wow. I didn't really finish that either. Well, I didn't, didn't play everything. Um, and uh, Half-Life 2. And Half-Life 2. Stunning. But, but. It, I kind of feel that even when I'm like playing... Well, well I, ha- I have been playing uh, Mario Power Tennis on the Game Boy Advance. It's very good. More um, recent. I kind of feel that that's more interesting to people to listen to because I'm just in this grey area of now playing games that every fucker's played. <laughs> Surely everyone's played Portal Existing and has finished it, and there's nothing I could possibly say um, that would interest you. No. Apart, apart from the solidarity of knowing that I played it, and yes, it's brilliant. But yes, I thought, well, maybe I should just shut up. But I've been playing, you know, been playing Steam. Okay, that, that's good. That's good. It, it is good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Just those well, three. we played Team Fortress, didn't we, on the weekend? Well, no, you played Team Fortress. On the well, yeah, I played some Americans on Team yeah, Fortress, I don't know thinking what I was playing that. you. Yeah. <laughs> and I just stayed really quiet the whole time, because I've never done one of those uh, first-person shooter things where <laughs> you're all plumbed into each other, and they're plumbed all chatting, in. and I just I just stayed very quiet. <laughs> How did you do? I don't know. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, was just, float- did, you, did you kill I anyone? I was a floating box for about half of the game. I don't know why. I think that's because you died. Maybe. You know what? I don't know. No, I was a floating box and I could fire. It was really strange. I thought I, I thought you were in it and I, oh, I don't know. I don't know. We've got to work that out. We do have to I work that out. I played it with my girlfriend. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was in the front room. I was in the spare room. <laughs> she beat you, didn't she? Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit glitchy on the Mac still. Is it? Crashing. Yeah. yeah. I think that I've, I've read a lot of people complaining about this. That would explain why I couldn't log into any game you were in then. Yeah, that was a bit laborious, wasn't it? But how about you, Al? What, you, what have you been playing? Well, I played uh, Zelda 2, but in uh, from the first-person perspective, which was a what? bit odd. Yeah. Oh, no, you me- yeah, okay, you mentioned this. This is built in, uh, what's that, online 3D engine? It's uh, Unity, uh, but 3dnez.blogspot.com is where it's located. And it, they basically, they've taken the first kind of dungeon of the game, and the Outworld, and you can traipse around it, and you go into the dungeon, and you do all the fighting in uh, 3D as well. <laughs> yeah, in 3D, but it's all very pixely, or very low for eye textures, and you like running across. You you feel like a giant running across, like almost the size of the mountains, leaping over trees as you make your way across the land. Um, that sounds kind of fantastic. It's kind of shit, but it's it's an interesting thing. But in terms of just at. living in the same graphics from a different perspective, so they've yeah. done a Paper Mario on Zelda, but yes, it's like only 
only without right, thinking right. they're doing only without the kind of without the gorgeous the game design yeah <laughs> without <laughs> that process of making it good making it harder <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it, it, it's pretty tough to play um it, and not a lot of fun but it is an interesting experiment and certainly a fun curio to go and check out and it's free the next game really isn't free and that's alan wake it's a proper new game darren oh that's a proper game that's good that's kind of boring uh i've been playing action potato on the android (laughs) there's three cans right and you press the button and the cans jump and you catch the potatoes it's called action potato it's free you can get it on the iphone as well okay i'll have to check that out it's rubbish okay I, I just downloaded it because I was a bit pissed once. And okay. And the icon made me laugh. But yeah, Alan Wake. Alan Wake, more important, really. Um, I love it. Yeah, like, do you? It's good, I'm a, isn't it? I'm a bit, a, good. a bit of a horror game uh, aficionado, maybe? Lover? Yeah? Has it terrified you? It's very creepy. I wouldn't Has it say blown it, your cockles apart? It's not terrifying. It's not... Maybe it is terrifying. Maybe that is a better word. It's it not shattered your jump, nerves? It's not jumpy scary. Can you not sleep? I, um, well, no, because it's, it's all about fear of the dark, and you feel a bit edgy, and you're like, ooh, shadows, cunning, eking in. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a creepy, creepy game, uh, and it's got a really good plot, and it's not without fault. I actually wrote a review on this for gamepeople.co.uk, and in it I say it's the best horror game this generation, and I think I maybe should have gone with most important, because I think it does a lot of things that horror games have needed to do to become... This is going to be really... There are a lot of games, horror game things, horror games need to do to become what they want to be, and I think Alan Wake does that. And by that, um, I mean, yeah. Is this partially to do with uh, losing gaming conventions a little bit? Partly that, and partly just to actually be more action gamey, which is something a lot of horror games have been moving towards. And, and personally, I think Resident Evil Five suffered because of it. And Alan Wake manages to do it while still being creepy and still actually empowering you. You're never kind of overwhelmed, but you're still scared, which is a really strange... That sounds good. That sounds atmospheric. That sounds brooding. Is it brooding? It's brooding. It's atmospheric. It's it's dark. And it's legitimately creepy. Do you just sort of sit in the corner of the room when you're sleeping at night with just a, a wet blanket on top of you, crying and rocking because of it? Oh, okay. I was like, I do sleep in a in a room with a wet blanket, but that's because I drink too much and I sweat too much <laughs> in the humidity. In the humidity, I don't leave my bed. Um, no often. crying at night then. <laughs> oh God! No, no crying at night about um, about Alan Wake at least. <laughs> I cry about other things at night. No. Until you shit your pants playing a game, then I'm I'm still it's still not ten out of ten. You've got to hold that that final point back. <laughs> so that that will be it. When uh, I mean, I've never soiled myself from fear. I know anyone that has. <laughs> that's, a, that's the sort of thing that happens at war, isn't it? That you soil yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's the why they say people or... with kilts had no underwear because they soil themselves and just take it off before the fight. Just let it, just drop it and move on. Yeah, just, just, just forget about that. <laughs> just leave it. <laughs> but oh, the, the, talking of just the mood and the atmosphere, Alan Wake, it does make another mistake. I'm crapping myself. I, yeah. I've sung its praises in so many places, I'm going to redress some of the balance here. Uh, and that is that the HUD is this really bright white thing and it's there all the time. So you're Ooh. like in this creepy world and there's shadows swirling around and you can't quite make out the dark, blurry, inky forms that are coming for you. That's um, interesting because uh, I thought the HUD was on its way out uh, after yeah. Dead Space. Well, it's five years old. It's five years old and I think they just haven't 
they I think they're still a bit in the past with some parts of the design, honestly. Yeah. Because, like I say, you've got all this darkness. You, it feels like the trees are closing in on you sometimes and parts of the scenery will fly at you and the whole time you've got this little sign saying, find Alice, in bright white letters at the side of the screen. Mm, yes, I see what you mean. That, that, that does kind of fly in the face of uh, horror. Horror yeah. in its purest yeah. form. It um, it's a shame. Yeah, well, it's difficult though, isn't it? You st- you do need to know your energy or whatever. There's always going to be things you need to know. But but, but, but there is an energy on there. This is the thing. It, the energy is all done through the screen, getting more black and white, more less saturated, and then that comes oh, back okay. as your health regenerates. Um, it it's for ammo, which I guess is necessary, and it's a map which could also be kind of a little bit necessary. But mm-hmm. then it's also for mission objectives, which never disappear. And it's got links to your Bebo and FriendFeed accounts. Yes. <laughs> How Alex much would that break the fear? <laughs> you, just, you just got a new Facebook message. <laughs> Dave is tired at work. <laughs> Anna has fancies a sandwich. It's very close to that already. again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the Facebook. Broadcasting on Skype. Okay, everybody, I'm Dallas Narrative 5. Come on, people, on the way, The state of the Japanese gaming scene. Virtual Console. PlayStation 3. And Nintendo DS. You have the Xbox before. Nintendo Wii. Buttocks. Mom, I'm scared. Do this. Okay, well, let's be a little bit up to date with the news. <laughs> yeah, bring it to me. Stuff. Um, E3's coming. E3's, well, E3 started, actually. It hadn't when we last recorded the podcast, but it has now. Um, and <laughs> Did it start today? It, it started, well, for me, it started yesterday. It, no, it's, okay. for me, it started this morning, but in America, it would have st- it started on Sunday, and we're recording this on Monday. Get on with it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it kicked off with the Cirque du Soleil Microsoft press conference. Ugh, what, yeah. really? Yeah. What, actual um, Cirque du Soleil? Because yes. that's my idea of a really bad day out. <laughs> Well, then it's a good thing you weren't in uh, there for E3 Trapeze. Nothing bores me more than circuses. Yeah, well... Clowns, trapeze artists, cutting a woman they, in half. You know, get rubbish. get all three of those things together. Just a clown being cut in half. Fight them into space. into two parts by a trapeze artist. Yeah, and then ban circuses forever. <laughs> well, the only real news out of that is like, that was the Microsoft press conference. So really, the news we've got at the moment confirmed from all of the rumours and shit that have been flying around about what everybody's been thinking, is that they've confirmed the name of the Natal, which isn't the Natal. It's yeah, it's going to kin- be called something else. What's it going to be called? Kinetic. Kinetic. Oh, yeah. I quite like that. You do? Yeah. I, 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 I maintain that there is nothing you could say that is going to impress me in a name. I'm only going to come around to the idea once I'm playing it, and it's good. Yeah, well, as long as it's not offensive or difficult to pronounce. And yeah. Natal Natal was the latter, wasn't it? Yeah. Hey, no, uh, Sony have got one. What's it called? The Smear? The, 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 the Goujon? The, the Sony Goujon. The Sony Goujon. The Sony Move. The Chicken Goujon. The Move. I quite yeah. like Move. Yeah, it's fine. Go, Move. I see go, where they're going. Go, with that. go, Move. Go, Move. PSP Go. PSP Goujons. <laughs> Goujons? Yeah, Sony Chicken Goujons. Sony chicken goujons. Those, yeah, chicken those probably goujons. taste quite nice. You control the the PSP with some chicken goujons. Yeah, it's delicious. You <laughs> just throw them at the screen. <laughs> you just eat them and shut up. Mm. <laughs> so that's happening, and there's going to be a three D. When's the three DS going to be unveiled? That I think is t- today, tomorrow. I, I don't know how the time works on that. Holy! Goujons. I think it's Monday, or it might be Tuesday. I can't honestly remember. But uh, yeah, so that's coming. 
the only other thing that has really been confirmed about the that whole uh, kinetic business is that the games are going to be a bit cheaper, and uh, people still aren't really that impressed. It seems to have fallen a little bit flat, even with all the games being announced for it. Everybody's a bit kind of like, oh, well, I don't know. People have been expecting a revolution, and I don't think that's what it's going to offer, really. Now, I also heard that um, there was rumours of a uh, redesign of the Xbox. Yes, the, the, the that, that, that came out in it in that whole deal as well. It's 250 gig, and it's a slimmer, thinner unit uh, that they're going to be putting out. Does it look different? Does it? Because I, I guess they're going for the Wii crowd mm. with this uh, kinetic. Now, y- yes. So I wonder if they're going to make it more like a big white block that fits in with your perfect Anton Deck house lifestyle. <laughs> well, they've gone a bit thinner with it, certainly, um, which is good. Um, but it looks it's all black and a little bit angular, which I'm not so Ooh. keen on. Well, I've always thought the Xbox is the most ugly console. Oh, it, yeah. Well, I don't know. The PS3 isn't exactly a beaut, but it's a... Uh, yeah. None of them are particularly pretty. I don't no, know when right. the last good-looking None of them are very nice anymore, was. are they? They're, they're good-looking consoles. They kind of went out with the Mega Drive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that looked like it was a bit of a car engine. And then you open it up and it's just got some chips in the corner. But then you've got the PS2, which really looked like a radiator grill, like a space heater. Yeah, I never liked that either. But the PlayStation 1 was, I think, the best-looking console ever. PlayStation 1? Yeah. Of the the CD-based ones, we mean? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Because I was was a fairly big fan of the Saturn. I kind of like that. Oh, yeah, that was good as well. Yeah, that was nice. It felt kind of cheap when you actually started sort of pressing buttons on it. We like we just like old stuff though, really. That's what it comes down to. No, I think the industrial design of the PS One has never been bettered in really? terms of game consoles. Like, yeah, personal opinion there. Wow, gorgeous! <laughs> they got it so right, the branding and everything for that is a sexy thing. And now you're right; they just look like radiator grills. Yeah, yeah. Like um, sub, you know, when you get a uh, PC in towers made by American companies, and they've got like LED lights in them, and they look oh, like God, a bit yeah. of a. Like Alienware stuff. Yeah, it kind of looks like that kind of crap now, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to make it a bit more shiny. Well, well we've gone off topic anyway. Easy we have. We, well, no, we haven't actually, because they've also announced uh, an update to the PS3, which is a 500 gig hard drive they're talking about. And it runs off petrol. It's just got one of those pull cords on it. It goes, go, 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 go. For the Mad Max future we're all about to live in. So it's 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 a... I haven't actually. It doesn't look any different, but they're saying that the insides will probably be a bit different. And I, again, this is probably to coincide with the move, because so, the chances are, come Christmas, all of these are going to be bundled in with their motion control options. Oh, motion control! Lots of us just throwing our fists blindly around our front room. Yes. I miss yes. buttons. I miss buttons. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll shut up about that. We'll get onto that another time. But. Um, <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, it's quite exciting about seeing all of these things being unveiled. I'm looking forward to seeing what the 3DS looks like because uh, I, st- I just still can't get my head around it. I, yeah, I, peep, there have been people saying it's going to be more powerful than the 360. Uh, to which but I, still backwards compatible. Giggle. Um, yes, almost certainly. And I don't Ooh. believe it's going to be as powerful as the 360 at all, but it, it's going to have to be more powerful than, well, probably more powerful than the PS, uh, PS3. That's what I'm groping for, because it's going to have to render two of everything just to create the 3D effect. So yeah, that's even if it is significantly more powerful than the PSP, it still might not look as good yeah. in the actual graphics and resolution it produces. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see that. Well, Nintendo set a kind of uh, 
a precedent for themselves where we wouldn't actually be expecting to see <laughs> beautiful graphics. Clever uh, of them, just, really, just, when you look at it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Just, uh, just kind of quirky innovation is what we're used to. Kind of looking at it going, what? I kind of want one. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> cheap and weird. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want one, I think. Which I think is where Microsoft is going to stumble with the... Because uh, I don't think they revealed the price. I haven't seen anything about that on any of the uh, releases. Oh, of the, of the Slim thing? Of the, no, of the Kinetic. Of the Kinetic. Oh, it's, oh yeah, it's between 100 and $150, is Yeah, it? that's what I'm hearing. The rumour. It's yeah. the rumour, but it's still not confirmed. But they have... The rumour's become a bit more certain that it's going to be no, a November release. So I guess we'll be hearing more about that soon. Maybe... I don't know, Microsoft are just praying that some of the chips involved are going to drop significantly in price in the next three weeks. Like, so oh God, come on, be, come, on uh, come on, cheaper, cheaper, cheaper. Yeah, they've got to get it right, haven't they? Yeah. They've, got to, they've got to pitch it right, because if, if you get, go too cheap, then you know, they're not going to do themselves any favours. You go too expensive, people aren't going to buy into it, and they really oh, need to get most Xbox yeah. owning one. It's going to be a lost lead at whatever they do, but they can't, yeah, they can't lose times. too much. They're hoping that everyone will be warming themselves by doing kung fu and tennis in their front rooms this winter. Especially when they've said that the games are going to be cheaper than uh, standard games are now. Yeah. Hey, do you think there'll be like a big thrusty pelvic thrust game? <laughs> it huh. looks like you can do that with huh. all the games if you want huh. to. <laughs> yeah, could you do? Well, yeah, as long as you move, right? The Tom Jones, the game. Tom Jones, the game. Yeah. Singstar Tom Jones. I'm and a little machine there. that comes with it that just fires knickers at you when you uh, <laughs> when you finish each song. Tom it's Jones Rock a, Band. It's just a catapult. <laughs> it doesn't have to fire them. It's, it actually uses the knicker elastic. To... Tom Jones Rock Band. Wow. Comes with loads of uh, yellow and orange body makeup. Tanning. <laughs> that man's pickled himself in his own hand. He should <laughs> a be wig dead by and now. a hairy chest. Yeah, he looks increasingly like a fish with a wig on. He's very smooth and exotic coloured. I love him. Yeah, I see you him do, live. I wait to see him live. <laughs> yeah, you called me from Tom Jones and uh, <laughs> sent me a garbled, not unusual, down the phone when I was just at home reading one evening. It was very, very peculiar. <laughs> oh, oh. Hey. More news, Al. Real news, yes. Proper news, things that have been happening with some kind of weight behind them. Um, Foxconn, the Chinese company that makes everything. but Oh, the uh, suicide cult. Suicide cult, <laughs> yes. Foxconn, actually, yeah. That's disturbingly close. More people have, uh, well, more people have killed themselves there. One person supposedly died of exhaustion. And now, to, in response to this, Foxconn are stopping suicide payouts and moving the factory outside of China, in some cases, into a more automated site within China. So the suicide payout was... It was uh, 10 was it years of their paycheck. salary. Which was only $16,000. It's not that? anymore, is it? They've uh, introduced pay rises and bonuses in relation to performance. Is That's that right? true. There's pay rises and performance-related bonuses as well, which has taken it up. But um, That'll help you not kill yourself. Yeah. So they've obviously, and because that's led to a loss in profits, they've decided to streamline the business, move it outside, and I don't know quite what they're going to do. But uh, Well, Steve Jobs had a uh, very cold, calculated response to this. Steve? Uh, really? Steve, cold. Mm, <laughs> Robo Steve. Um, <laughs> where he was talking about the percentage of suicides for a company, because Foxconn is a huge company. Right. Because uh, they make um, PlayStation stuff, don't they? Yeah, and, and Xbox, Xbox stuff, and I think Nintendo as well. So they, they make all the hardware. Yeah, they so they, they make, make controllers, kinetics. I think, for the other two, but yes. 
these. All the moves, the kinetics, the goujons, all yes. of that. And uh, so he was talking about the percentage of people. That's just, it's all just numbers, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the percentage is said? And the percentage is said that it wasn't anything out of the ordinary because it was such a such a huge company. I don't know what he was saying. It was like under, you know, half a percent or something like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot of people. But, Maybe the next thing he's going to do is imply that actually here at Apple, we're a couple of deaths behind the ordinary. So that guy, let the iPhone 4 leak, dead. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And these, are just, these are only Asian people. They're very small. We're, we're Americans. Yeah, percent. when an American dies, that's about four Asian people. So they just eat Cheetos and program all that. So you could go that far. But I see where Steve's coming from, and they seem to be dealing with it in a very swift way. But it's very sad that one of the stories from last year was that a guy had uh, lost an iPhone an iPhone prototype. And this is way before the whole uh, iPhone found in bar um, mm. incident, which we're all sick of now. Um, yes. But he, uh, he threw himself from a balcony because he lost an iPhone prototype. Mm. And this was before even Apple had heard about it. I think he lost it. Uh, realised he'd lost it and killed himself, and then the whole story unravelled around that afterwards. That was sort of, I think that was mid last year that that happened. That's just yeah. Scary pressure. It, it's huh? all a bit. See, oh uh, yeah, I don't. I'm. You're not meant to like it, but it makes. I me, lose stuff all the time. It makes me feel especially seedy when I'm sat here with all three consoles and an iPhone and a <laughs> MacBook Pro sat in front of me. It's like I am contributing to the deaths of Chinese people, which at a different point in time might have made me a hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that, yes. Still fighting a war. But right now. <laughs> Your own private right World War II. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did say that, but I didn't mean it. <laughs> I hope. Laced with it. You know that smell when you get Apple uh, new Apple products? Yes, yes. That's the stink oh, no, of death. <laughs> oh. um, talking of death. There's going to be a new Mortal Kombat movie and a new Mortal Kombat game. Well, there might be a new Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, no, surely you've all seen this. If you haven't, go and look up the new Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat Rebirth, I think the trailer's called. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. It's got Jerry Ryan in it, who plays Seven of Nine. Seven of Nine. And the guy who played Spawn no, in the Spawn movies. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's bollocks. It looks crap. I liked it. <laughs> did you like it? It's really balls. Like it. But then again, because I like horror movies, and it takes a very kind of modern American oh, but it's horror. Not horror, though, it's like it, well, okay. To, to be sure, okay, it's like vibe. Uh, vibe. I'm not saying it looks like a horror movie. But. It's uh, there's lots of torture porn in it, in the yes. style of Saw and those yeah. type of movies, which I don't approve of. Um, and uh, it just seemed to miss the whole camp. Well, okay, look, of all the video game movies, and we talk about this a lot yeah. for some reason, um, <laughs> that have ever been made, like games, it's all right. more, yeah, Mortal Kombat is the one that, of all the ones, it doesn't need remaking. Mortal Kombat, for me, is the best video yes. game movie. It's really I, fun. I, I it's got Christopher Lambert in it, for God's sake. <laughs> Being amazing. Christopher Lambert. Just when he laughs and, yeah. Eh, oh. eh, 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 yeah, he eh, plays eh. Raiden. And then obviously his eyes glow in it, so you don't notice the fact that his eyes are moving independently of one another <laughs> and moving all around the set, looking at the cameras and the sound men as if he's only just noticed them. Oh, look at all these people. I forget where he's like a goldfish, honestly. His acting is, is just the fact that he's remembering who he is every couple of seconds. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's camp and it's fun and it's silly, and they've remade it into this kind of torture porn I don't know. I think it thinks it's the Dark Knight or something because it's all dark and gloomy. Oh, I hadn't 
you know what? I really hadn't made that connection, which is stupid of me. I was, I was oh. going more kind of hostile, which well, I guess is yeah. more torture porn and go to element, I suppose. Yeah. But, uh, well, watch it anyway. It's fun to have an opinion about these things. Yeah. It's just a proposal for a movie, so it's not a, a dead cert, is it? No, no. And I, I did enjoy it. Um, it was directed by, uh, let's try this again, Kevin Tancheron, something like that. Um, You're asking me? I don't know, but I do like yeah, it when you try and I pronounce can't names. Can't, can't pronounce Tancheron, <laughs> We should anyway. do a, a compilation of you trying That's to pronounce true. names. This this guy, anyway, he apparently made it for nothing, and Jerry Ryan and everybody were involved as a favour, and he borrowed the uh, the cameras off the, I don't know, the back of a lorry or something. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he put it all together on the cheap. And uh, he's called Warner sets. Brothers' his tester. And like you say, we, I, we love the original Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be remade. But hell, if it's going to start, you know, if they're going to take Mortal Kombat as a license, there's some interesting stuff in there. You know, like a guy who freezes people, a guy who harpoons people. It's just interesting stuff. <laughs> to well, build a, a deep character around. I never said no, that. No, it's campy. It's silly. It's got to be silly. It's not, it's not yeah. that. It's, it's balls. But as long as they keep the music, I think that'll be fine. Oh, that's because they had the Resident Evil music in the trailer. You might not yeah. have spotted that. Of that the kind of yeah, the music that plays behind everything is the Resident Evil One music from the the uh, movies, and it's not the Mortal Kombat. And you're right. If when that Mortal Kombat logo came up, it just kicked off with the screaming Mortal Kombat. Awful nineties dirge of scream and that. Oh, that would have been so much better. Uh, Mortal Kombat wasn't good, but it has aged well in our minds. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it at the time. I've got it on video somewhere. Yeah. Back in VHS. <laughs> oh. It's like a student film. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll hit me again. Uh, ten free games for your PSP if Ooh. you buy one. Now. My PSP. <laughs> if you buy a PSP Go. Now, in Europe, you will get ten free games with it. At least downloadable codes. And they're proper... Proper fully gamey games. Any they're game, not, or do you get a roster of games? To you get a roster, but they're all um, full disc-based games that have been top available draw. for some time. Yeah, yeah, they're all pretty high class. And this is smacks of Sony having to clean out inventory for a PSP two. Yeah, the PSP Go. What a big old fat sausage of balls that was. But that doesn't change the fact this is a really good deal if you look at the you list and there's an like obsolete console. A majority of games on there you want to play. Soon to be obsolete, the it PSP Go. It doesn't if it's going to be obsolete, if there's 10 games. Because for that price, you're pretty much getting the value of the system in the games you get with it. It's well, like buying one of those Atari, like, 25 games in one. <laughs> it suddenly. is a bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that, uh, that Brazilian Mega Drive. Yeah, games, stuff that's exactly it. what it's like. <laughs> it is like that, yeah. You could, it's pretty locked down as well. You can't put any cartridges in it. <laughs> What there about my UMD copy of Deep Blue Sea? Where the fuck am I going to watch that now? <laughs> <laughs> you idiots, you bought that. <laughs> what about my UMD copy of X-Men 2? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Did you, you don't own what any. About my, what about my mini-disc of Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill? <laughs> I'm, going to have to put, I'm going to have to put it next to that. Well, my I have that CD as well. Oh, God. Band. Sad day. <laughs> Obsolete stuff. Um, talking of handhelds, <laughs> before we... Before we get off track again, horribly. Yeah. Um, Capcom's been hinting that DS, 3DS might involve digital distribution. Might have a heavy emphasis on digital distribution, in fact. Wouldn't surprise me. No, Although it's got to be better than the DSi store. 
it would still strike me as a bit of an oddity from Nintendo. It's not their thing, but there's these statements have been flying around for a while, and specifically this is from uh, the Capcom CEO, whose name I admittedly have forgotten, um, that it will Kenny involve... Kenny Cappers. John, John Cappies. John Cappies. Um, yeah. <laughs> you've thrown me now. Um, that it will involve... They're taking a lot of cues from the iPhone, and there'll be a heavy lean towards distribution, which would be an interesting move, because traditionally being like a kid's thing, they've aiming squarely at kids and older people they've tended to go for easier to understand look you just put the thing in here look like like you see like your cd like your um video well, like your video uh, you know, VHS kids are digital, digital natives now kids born in the digital era that's they'll true understand that easily be fine i was thinking about that the other day we would have been boned if we were at school now how do you mean no no get any work done well, no wi-fi in the 90s oh, i just wouldn't get any work done i'd sit there and be like um I'm just going to do some work on the computer and look at, ooh, games on the internet. <laughs> That'd be me yeah, done. Yeah, it's true, though. More distractions, isn't it? Yeah. We just had, uh, you know, that game where you fold up a bit of paper and you write, you know, little things on it and you do the little thing with your hands and you open up the flower and close it again. And Russell you know made the first-person shooter on his calculator. He did, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Names nobody knows again from me there, but it doesn't matter. You get the point. Basically, all our friends were nerds. Yes. Um but yeah, no, it's going to be fine. But as long as it's better than the DSi games, which are basically like, you know, bake the bun, pick up the pin, pick pop up the, the balloon, pin. all the DSi <laughs> wear games. They're just it's like, just like a string of mini games that all tie together. Press the, the pin, red button. Pop the balloon. Yeah, 50p, press the red button. The red button comes up, you press it, it's over. Oh. And then there's Dark Void Zero, and that's really good. And that's all that's on there. I heard the art style games are pretty good. Have you not tried those? Art star. Art style. <laughs> Art style. That like sounds like, is that like Mario Paint or something? Like, um, no, they're all puzzle and puzzle, yeah, puzzle games, I think. Oh, I don't, like I don't know. Games. I haven't got a DSi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like puzzle games. <laughs> as long as it's got iPaint on it, you know, from the iPhone. Okay, well, <laughs> Rare has rebranded. Rare. Hard cut Rare. Rare. Yeah. Rare. You remember Rare? They were just Killer up the road from us in Warwick, weren't they? Yeah, they were in a big barn, all driving sports cars, making um, Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> That's where they got the inspiration. Yeah, <laughs> responsible for that area that we talked about last episode of uh, late SNES games where yeah. they were all pre-rendered. Rendering huge, uh, huge things and scaling them down into tiny little, little sprites. And compressing them a little bit so they're all a little bit distorted. And, and crap. Yeah, so that like, that last year of the SNES was all that crap. Yes, yes. Super Mario um, RPG, if you get hold of that, that's like that as well. Yeah, but they have rebranded completely. They have rebranded, yeah. Do you think this spells a new direction for Rare? I think it's spell well they've they've kind of got four new logos. Um, yes. They and I put think the little uh, old R logo in some little shapes and they popped it at the end of the word rare, like a little mm. copyright symbol. And, and I then think that's it. I think that might be to signify like four different um like parts to the company, maybe like one that does move stuff and one that does casual stuff, maybe one that makes a proper game now and then. Do you think so? It's a possibility. Uh, I don't know why else they'd make four logos. Coming from the graphic design background, I think it sounds like uh, graphic posturing to me. Graphic posturing? Yeah, you know, we did four logos for you. <laughs> but Add an extra 10 grand. The same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we changed the colour. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Money. They're not that different, are they? Uh, no. Yeah, I'd like to see the reason for that. They've got four slightly different logos. Yeah. Um, let, let's see if they can pull that off. 
now coming from your graphic designer background, I am a graphic designer. Yeah, not so much background job. Um, what do you think of the change? Why is it? Well, I actually do like the. Uh, I like the fact they kept the old R because it's great. Okay. Yes. And uh, it's uh, you can't beat a bit of um, reverence for things like this. Mm. And uh, we were chatting about the rare logo. You remember the old one? It's kind of this. Uh, Prog rock style. It looks like some uh, car badge stuck on the front of a Rolls Royce, maybe. If exactly, it's gold and logo. blue, and it was all foil coloured. It was like Web 2.0 reflections before all that happened. If Rolls Royce and had redesigned during the 90, early nineties, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Though. And uh, with all logos, I think if you stick with your logo, because uh, it was pretty, it was looking pretty, pretty tired and weird recently. If you stick with it for another ten years, everyone will love it. Because you but. remember the Cisnosis logo? It was like a airbrushed oh, owl. It was brilliant. It I still like that. But you like it, don't you? Yeah. And I like it as well. It wasn't. It's not good, but it is weird. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it just becomes revered after so many, uh, so much time, and it becomes so incongruous with current trends that it's just peculiar, and it just evokes everything of the company's history. Yeah. And I think if Rare stuck with it for another ten years, then everyone would love it. But in, and for that reason, I like that the fact that they kept the R. Um, not crazy on the typeface. It's avant-garde, which is quite standard. But yeah. I do like the little logos. I do like the little icons. So, well, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that they're going to boil that debt. That the words are going to disappear very quickly. Like the font is going to. What am I, It's going to zoom in on the low. The um, the kind of shape with the R in it. I think, think so. Well, I think that's pretty go. much it. I, I think that's what we'd like to happen, rather than what's going <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe. But I'm interested to see why, basically, coming back to gaming. Like, if they're rebranding, then are they trying to reach... Are they they're trying to change Microsoft their tone of voice? now. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. Like, uh, software companies don't generally rebrand, or it's just not generally a big deal if they do. So this is quite well, interesting. They, they often update the logo, but this is complete. I like they, you know, suddenly they render it in 3D, but they keep the same essence like konami did it and but the same kind of essence is there and apart from the r this looks completely different yeah i would have liked to have seen as you say like more more rendered maybe they could have gone like completely airbrushed oh like yeah like scale it down to tiny little sprites well i was imagining <laughs> like a, imagine like a troll sat on top of it because it was quite sort of prog wasn't it mm. a little troll with red eyes and a crossbow just pointing at you and he's got a little speech bubble that comes out and says, I like it cooked rare. Medium rare. Medium rare. Yeah, that'd be quite, it'd be all sort of 70s. They should have just gone with that. That would have been better. Yeah, like an Asia cover. <laughs> I want to see that troll now. I like it rare. With a big yeah, pitchfork with a steak on it. I like it cooked rare. <laughs> they are English, so they're allowed to do the uh, dodgy yeah. accents. Or really? like a playing a harp as well, and like a big dragon coming around behind that. That would have really scared the shit out of everyone if they'd done that, <laughs> wouldn't it? Completely senseless on a flying carpet. So going to Bill Gates, like we we've taken eighteen million dollars of your money, and look what we've designed for our new logo. <laughs> <laughs> look all the detail put in it. Yeah, when you're about twelve, that kind of seems like it's just sheer graft you've got to put into it. It's just as much stuff as you can pack in as possible. So you know, flutes and there's like a big cave and that's I a magic crystal. I shaded all of the scales on the dragon. Look. Yeah, it's just a huge scene, like the Last Supper. That's their logo now. More lines. It must be better. That's the rare crystal that we've designed. Did you see? And that's the, that's we, the portal to gaming that we've made up. And we're and gonna we put, use we that. We put the crystal in a crown. 
<laughs> so you can be the king of games. And the Harlequin there, that's the Harlequin for the humour in the games. You don't like it? <laughs> yeah, wow. If anyone, if anyone's handy with a few uh, gouache paints, then if you want to draw that up for us. That would make me very happy. This Bill Gates sat in the middle of it all. With the, with the crown on and everything, the dragon coiled around him. Can you imagine that? Feature. Feature time, it's feature time, it's feature time, it's feature time. Unfortunately, the best part is the music at the start. Collecting stuff in games. <laughs> yeah, collecting yeah. stuff in games. We're going to chat about that now. I, games, games, I, games, games. Playing games, you're wandering around the games. I don't like it. I should qualify. I don't like it sometimes. Going around games and picking stuff up it can be a real pain in the ass. What? You mean you don't like collecting the rings in Sonic? <sighs> I know. Part I of them necessary. They are a piece of life. They they have their purpose. So it, it's a little okay. And generally, I don't ever remember collecting rings in Sonic, like going out of my way for them. Was there any way of counting, you know, you got every ring in the stage. Well done. Fucking hell, yeah. Well, if you collected every ring in the game, I bet it didn't make a, a jot of difference. <laughs> yeah. And like, I bet someone's done it as well, yeah. which makes me very depressed. I think it's the closest you can get in gaming to washing up. <laughs> Just pretty much like picking up cups, <laughs> putting very, them in the, in the sink, very, and then washing accurate. them up. It's just really menial and just distracting. But it remains a feature of even the most complex 3D immersive narrative draw, uh, narrative driven games yeah but it, it it's ne i mean it can be done well though this it really is when it's nonsensical that it gets to me and when it's distracting from the purpose of the game is when it really starts to annoy me and this has come up because of the wonderful alan wake what got me thinking about this yeah so what are the, the pickups in this is it uh sort of massive mushrooms <laughs> Again, that would be more fun. Just no, Alan Wake's no, tripping balls. <laughs> Look, I think we all agree, Mario, pretty much the best game ever. Let's just have all of the Mario pickups in all games. Coins, we have that? mushrooms. Yeah, a mushroom that makes you twice as big. Mario Brothers 2, does that count? Yoshi the, in every the, game the, that you can ride. Every game, even... Even, even driving games. Even driving games. <laughs> a car... On a Yoshi. On a Yoshi. <laughs> Burnout. Just Yoshi piling down the street into other cars, crashing, breaking his leg, smashing his face onto the sunroof. The tense conversation as the creators of Heavy Rain realise oh, late in the day that they've got to put Yoshi in it somewhere, <laughs> ruining the atmosphere of the game. <laughs> Shit, we forgot. What? We've got to be able to bum all characters to death in it <laughs> by jumping on them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> see what you mean. But um, so, what are the pickups in Alan Wake? Well, Alan Wake has two key pickups, and one is fantastic, although a little distracting, and one is nonsensical and just is what got me thinking about this and really angered me, actually. Because in the game, there are manuscript pages, because Alan Wake is an author, and he has lost a week of his life, and he's woken up, his wife's missing, and he starts finding pages that he doesn't remember writing and that explain the world around him and what's going on. Okay. Okay. So finding these actually un reveals things you wouldn't otherwise know. It reveals um, what's coming up in the game, what's gone before in the game, and kind of the reasoning behind it. And this gives you a greater insight, um, which is great and interesting. And although 
most of them are on your path, the ones that are off it. And once you get kind of obsessed, like I tend to do with these things on occasion, with finding them, it does become distracting. But at least you feel that Alan would have a reason to be Alan. wanting to find them. <laughs> Alan, Mr. The main character's called Alan. Because, um, well, because that's narrative. Uh, that's important to the narrative. Though. It's important so to the narrative, and at I don't points, think that really counts as well. That's an effective collectible, isn't it? Yeah, and at points there are even reasons for him to want to have it all. He needs the manuscript at points, so it gives you this kind of incentive and a real reason to be looking for them. And yeah. then there are coffee flasks. Well, no, is this pointless? Is this just like getting the numbers in? Because well, that's the, these are the ones that annoy me. Yeah, there's something mystical to the manuscript pages again there's you know he's written them and now they're being distributed throughout the world he's got no memory of it it's like there's a reason for them to be in weird places but when you climb to the top of a mountain and out on an outcropping of rock over a thousand foot drop there is a coffee thermos kind of breaks the illusion of you uh, being in a a real situation yeah and what breaks the illusion even more is looking for them yes these shiny yeah, little trinkets just off the path, like, oh, I saw something glint. Is it a coffee thermos? And <laughs> his wife's missing. There's people after him, like they want to kill him, and uh, he's worried about his next caffeine fix. Yeah, and it sits at real odds with everything else they do in the game. Everything else. Yeah. Well, I think so, we're in agreement, aren't we? That, that it just doesn't... It, it, it pops the bubble of the narrative that you're trying to involve yourself in. And by the time that you're assuming that there are ten more co- um, coffee flasks to be found in the landscape you're in, you're pretty much not living in the real world. <laughs> well, you already weren't, but, yeah, even more yeah. so. Yeah. You're not even living in the world intended by the designers often. I mean, and there are games where it's part of the gameplay. Sure, you know, sure, sure, sure. I mean, like Yakuza. I often talk about Yakuza. There's a whole shitload of collectibles in that game. But then that's just kind of like a weird, surreal game anyway. Yeah. Uh, And it kind of indulges its Japan RPG tendencies. But in games, particularly horror games, I suppose, where you are encouraged to suspend disbelief so you can engage in the fright, Mm. uh, collecting sonic rings doesn't really help matters, does it? No, no, not even a little bit. Especially when it's only, there's no benefit at all in game. I mean, there are, like like I said before, there are games where they're nece- collectibles or pickups are necessary, either to powers directly within the game or it's a point-based game where they offer some kind of protection, like the rings in Sonic, or, you know, you get enough of them, you get an extra life, but none of this is applicable in Iron Wake, and it's becoming more and more common that there are things like this scattered throughout the world just for some kind of meta score, you know, do all of Exactly, these which doesn't interest me, really. Don't, like, that's the first thing I won't bother to do in a game. But is that's to collect all the collectibles. The weird thing is, they. This is the real problem. They do it. kind of teach you that they are findable. You know, you, you're walking through the world, and they do. They've got that kind of video game sheen to them. And I'm I'm using Alan Wake as an example, but this carries through to other games, obviously. They've got that kind of video game sheen. It's like I'm not really part of this world. I'm something you want. So you pick up the first three or four, and you know, slowly you realise you're getting more and more of them as you just kind of stumble through the world, and then. There's one a little bit further off the path, but you see it, so you go after it. And then suddenly you realise that, oh, maybe there's one behind this outcropping of rock that there's no reason to be there, coffee thermos there for, and there's no reason to go out of my way to look for it because really I want to find my wife and get her back and stop her dying. Yeah, that's the moment that you're playing a different game, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it just upsets me when they've constructed and crafted this beautiful world and story and then 
you know, destroyed it themselves rather than forcing or encouraging well, me as a player to live it. We were talking about the inclusion of the HUD in Alan Wake. Uh, yes. not, not to kind of dwell too heavily on Alan Wake, but the uh, the, the conventions are, of stuff like this is so prevalent in all games. And I think it is uh, coming to a point where we are going to see that these things left aside and, 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 and that people will respond to it. I think it, 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 it makes it more of an adult game to involve yourself entirely in the plot and not sort of be distracted by gaming conventions like score pickups and uh, leveling up and unlocking achievements and things like that. Um, so, as you said, this game was started a long time ago, and maybe it would, maybe it's even kind of pressure from publishers to make it feel less um, challenging in that way, less unusual by including these things. Well, my worry is kind of the opposite. I really think somebody said to them, hey, your game only lasts about, you know, Uh, 10 hours. Anything you could throw in there to pad it out a touch? Maybe some coffee thermoses? Kind of Uh like a lack of confidence in the product, isn't it? Or maybe, yeah, pressure Uh, from some Yeah, pressure from this kind of... And, you know, there's... And the weird thing is, the really strange thing is, is there is a replay... a desire to replay the game anyway. Partly because playing it again, you start to see more of what they kind of foreshadow in the early parts of the game. Sure. But also because there are some pages of the manuscript you can't get without playing the hardest difficulty, which isn't unlocked until you finish the game once. Mm. And these are, you know, harder parts of the game that aren't in the standard game. And that's why the manuscript pages aren't there, I assume. I haven't gone back to it yet. Mm-hmm. But there is a, a, they've already got an incentive to go back and play it again. So why they needed to feel why they felt they had to pad it out with something completely superfluous to everything else going on is beyond me. Bloody Alan Wake. Bloody Alan Wake. I love it. Turn into a bit of Alan Wake bashing, I think. <laughs> well, because it's the best. It, it's the best current example. But I mean, it, it does go through everything. I mean, you know, you said the Rings in Sonic. They have a function. Coins in Mario kind of had a function. Sonic had a function to bore really. the tits off me for about two hours. <laughs> no, I just pl- played it anyway. I'm, I'm trying to think about the modern. I mean, but then you look at things like Gears of War. Here is, and you find ah oh, the big brain games. Yeah, brain. Yeah, you find rep- there's one where you find kind of reports and information in there, and also you can go around collecting dog tags of fallen soldiers or gears, rather, I suppose they call them. But um, again, I guess there's a reason for that. You know, leave no man behind. You want to be able to tell people, but really, you're trying to survive and get through it alive. You don't want to be scaring the landscape for dead bodies. Yeah. I'd say, uh, I was just thinking about um, Bangayo Spirits on the DS. Oh, yes. Now, that's a good example of a game that has utterly pointless collectibles that have <laughs> no bearing on the game itself. Uh, in this game, you are a large robot, possibly about 50 feet tall. Or possibly about two centimetres tall. He does uh, go up against soccer balls, and they are considerably bigger than him at times. Yeah, there's no sort of discernible scale in this game. Uh, and for some reason, you're encouraged to sometimes when you're not blowing up hordes of ninja robots, <laughs> just encouraged to collect mountains and mountains of bananas and berries as if you're playing Bubble Bobble or something. <laughs> it's very strange, just for points. Although that's quite silly, it's just quite funny. But th- th- <laughs> I mean, that is a points-driven game, though. I mean, shooters have a kind of an excuse almost. Yeah, points, points, points. Yeah, I've never, ever, ever been interested in points. But that's just a. I think I, I, I this is why I don't you don't like puzzle games. Yeah, I veer towards more satisfaction in games. So 
sort of skill-based uh, games, like you know, playing Ridge Racer over and over to get the <laughs> the best time on the track. Mario Kart's the same. Um, big fan of big fan of sports games, although I'm not into sports just because it's kind of that, you know, mastering it in a yeah. very kind of simplistic way. So collecting bananas for points just seems like the most boring thing I could possibly be doing virtually on my own computer. Collecting bananas for points. Yeah, but, do, <laughs> but you know, we'd love to hear from you all. So if you've got some uh, absurd games you can think of at the top yeah, of your head. That the most ridiculous collectibles. Utterly pointless collectibles. Yeah. Utterly mind-numbing collectibles. Or if you're actually a fan of collectibles, defend collectibles to us. I don't know. It, then they do need to die. I mean, they yeah, have a yeah. sort of a kitsch uh, life in the Mario games and things like that. They just they just are part of the culture there, and those games are so beautifully crafted. It, it doesn't matter either way. But endless amounts of fruit. That's what I'd like to hear about. Yes. Yeah. Fruit would be good. Uh, pills. Pills are common collectibles. Uh, yes. But yeah, I'm writing something about this at the moment. Actually, about an- anachronisms in games, just things that okay. are now outdated. Um, and I'm writing about it in regard to a game that's going to go up on Game People. It's about Prinny, where it takes the idea of lives, which has become laughable in games, really, with the exception L- of a few very specific genres. So like did you say lives? Lives, yeah. Yes, lives. Yeah, that's weird. Just now, continue, it? continue, yeah. continue, 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 continue. It doesn't really matter, <laughs> right? But in Prinny, they give you a thousand lives, and that's it. Thousand lives. The, the, but that's it. You don't continue. You lose them all. You're dead. That's quite a lot of lives, though. It I is. Think that's but it's, enough to it's finish it quite hard. easily. It's pretty hard. Thousand <laughs> yeah. lives. You do the thousand lives. But it takes this kind of really weird view of you know this thing that's always been there, and has always been you know ah oh, you know we've been trained now to th- ignore them basically even though they're there. You yeah, know. the whole idea of dying and going right back to the start of the game now, which yeah. I was playing some old Mega Drive games the other day, and I was like, bloody hell. Like, I've just got to the end of the third level, and now I've got to start again. This isn't fun. Yeah, it, th- That's been discarded now. You pretty much just go back to the thing that you died at, and you're allowed to try as many times as you like. And it, it's just an outdated idea, the concept of lives. And I yeah. think collectibles really fall into that as well, you're unless right. it's really... And like in Prinny, where they've really thought about it and made it part of the game mechanic... Unless you're doing that, and if you're just scattering stuff through the world to pick up because you got you, you're inspirationally bankrupt suddenly, even though the rest I of thought about that when we were playing, um, and I, I guess a lot of people have played this uh, Super Mario Brothers Wii, the collaborative one. Because uh, yes, yes, the lives are very arbitrary in that. You know, yeah. you could get a billion one-ups just from messing around in one bit of the level, and then you had infinite continues anyway. So yeah. it uh, was simply just going back to whatever obstacle you died at. If no you're playing what. it solo, actually, it does make more sense because you have to go back to your last save. But if you're playing it together, unless you both die at the same time completely, yes. that never happens. Which never happens, yeah. It's very yeah. difficult for that to happen. Well, in fact, so, I, I've got to the stage now where I'm, like me and Mickey, if we're playing, I'll just be like, go into a bubble, go into a bubble, and I'll commit suicide if we've both only got one life left. Yes. And pop out yeah, to yeah, the main yeah. screen and be like, okay, we, we're fine again. Load up on one So else. you, you yeah. gain the system. But, yeah, um, but then that, didn't, that never seemed annoying or like a fault. But then that's probably but just that's the of that design. Yeah, what it's, yeah, they do it well. <laughs> but I mean, but it, it's pointless. But you know, it's Mario, so you kind of overlook it. But then, this it thing, would be we, good to we, see we, we a traditional. It. Sorry, it'd be good to see like a traditional platformer, action platformer, mm. that has all of these tropes. In you know, you're expecting all of these things to be in it: collectibles, one-ups, continues, mm-hmm. and just for someone to do a great sort of Mega Man style thing. But without using any of these 
mm. uh, traditional uh, threads. Yeah, and 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 to kind of and to and and to rejuvenate the genre in that way, that would be really interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be because now it's just like, well, you've got infinite lives, and you know, you've got infinite energy, and it doesn't really matter. But you know, can we? Can, is there is there a way around this? Is there a way to redo it to reimagine that with the same genre? Because everyone still loves these games. Mm. I'm not. I'm not, I can't that's a, think that's of That's a gauntlet that's been thrown down by James yeah. there, isn't it? There you go. So you can either tell us about good or bad collectibles in games, or you can completely redefine the yeah. action platform and genre. So get back to us in a couple of years when you've written yeah. game. One or the other. Forward to playing it. <laughs> Those are your homeworks. <laughs> you can pick. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of when I had to pick a foreign language. They're getting back off games because we've done, I think we've finished with the feature there. Just a little story. When when, you, when we were at school and you've like you've been studying French for four years, then you get a year of German, and you're like, which one do you want to study? You've got to be at the same level in two years. It's like, well, I'm going to do French then because I've been studying it for four years already. Head and start. German's an ugly language. <coughs> German yes. sounds like you're gargling with bricks. <laughs> okay, we're nearly. This pretty much it for today, right, Daz? We are in the wrap-up zone. We Here are. we are at the end. Hope you enjoyed it. Some cerebral thoughts on video games and where we can take all that. Yes. Uh, please comment the shit out of this. Uh, we do enjoy hearing your comments. Yeah. We and ask one of you. It'd be great if you could do it on doofus.net. Because <laughs> I love that, you know, we, we post on the Up, Up, Down, Down forums, put this up there and people comment there. Sometimes they get comments on Twitter, sometimes even on Facebook. People have commented on the show. People wow, nice really? Yeah, I, I get all this kind of feedback from it, but, and I even get emails about it. But yeah, yeah, so comment on uh, everything we've, uh, we've talked about, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. you got any suggestions for any parts of the show? Follow Alex on Doofus uh, at Twitter, uh, and you can read him on Bitmob, Game People, where else are? Doofus.net and Play Devil. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye! Bye! Bye.